Welcome everybody back to Talk of the Now podcast. And it's Jason, and he's dancing for some <laughs> random reason. How's it going, Jason? Ah, it's going well, sir. How are you? Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's good, Gene. Good. Talk. That's good. <clears throat> I have, you know, we haven't talked. Um, we haven't met in a while. I know. Although none of our audience would know that if they, because they are none the wiser because no, they're not. <laughs> we have such a stockpile of um, content waiting on our audience. They don't even know how spoiled they are, do they? Oh, they don't. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we're glad you're here. We're thankful you're here. And I even through my statistics, Ooh, my analytics, word. if you will. Oh wow! They, we have some German. Um, uh, audience, I guess you call it, um, people that are listening in at Germany. There was Don't one, we have about 36 episodes, 35 episodes and, uh, 35, like I got 35 hits out of Germany. So wow. somebody in Germany, if I had to guess, it's probably an American living in Germany or something that found it, but mm, just wants to have random conversation heard. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be a German speaker. I don't know if you're, if you're the German guy doing that or whatever, you know, you know, welcome. And we're glad you're here. So, you know, anyways, but uh, so even though it's been off for us for a few weeks, the audience thinks it's just a seamless, a seamless, you know, time of uh, the show. And, you know, Jason, mm. something happened along the way in this time, something Something um, monumental well, in the Atlanta and the well, Atlanta many, well, area. Uh, yeah, many Atlanta. things happened. Yeah, something something did. We we finally um, something near and dear to you and I. We finally did not Atlanta something sports wise. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we broke our twenty six year drought of uh, world championships. Hard to believe it's been that long. And uh, yeah, you, you watched the clip of the old the game in ninety five there uh, with the Braves and. Uh, you'll see how old it is. It, it seems like just the other day for us, but you see it, it's like really dated looking. It looks quite ancient. Um, uh, but yeah, Glavin looks like a child on the mound. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, was pretty intense. You know, I, I made myself, I went up to the battery on um, uh, for game five, not to go to the game because, you know, I didn't want to have to finance a ticket. Um, well, you know, uh, but I watched it outside and, you know, when Duvall hit that grand slam in the first inning and we all thought, Oh man, we're going to do this tonight. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that place was shaken. I mean, there was probably about 150,000 people outside oh, wow. in the, in the battery, but I got up there at noon for a game that started at, you know, eight Oh eight PM. Mm-hmm. Um, How crazy was it out there, by the way? You know, it, it was packed, but it wasn't crazy. I'll just say that people were generally happy to be there. Nobody was being, you know, really stupid. I mean, it was crazy that it was packed, but it wasn't. Now, later on when they had to close off the main plaza where we were, uh, right at the barricades, it was crazy. We were in line for the bathroom and you could see people being physically thrown back over the barriers because they were not doing what they were told. So it got a little crazy, but Mm -hmm. uh, largely, and, you know, apparently one of the, the guy's daughters who was standing next to me, she came back from getting concessions and she said that the police were loading tear gas into their launchers. But they didn't have to use it, so it didn't get crazy. Um, so it was generally happy. And then 
you know, the fact that we didn't win it kind of quelled the crowd. I think if we'd have won it that night, it might have been a little bedlam um, up there uh, because, you know, the battery, if anybody doesn't, you know, it's not real familiar with it. It's a created little town area up there, and it's a lot of little narrow streets um, with businesses and things like that. So you can imagine with that many people, the bottleneck and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get home till close to four o'clock or no, three o'clock in the morning. Whoa, really? Um, Dang. yeah, just cause it took me about two and a half hours to get out of the parking deck. Did it really? Uh, yeah. Holy smoke. So, uh, <laughs> I was, I was thankful though, because I found the unicorn of all the parking that day. Everybody else was charging, you know, paying a hundred dollars plus for parking just to sit in the battery and watch a game. I found it for $30 at the yellow deck in the battery. I was like, what? I guess they just weren't thinking and they didn't change their rates but uh wow so the first place i stopped was 190 dollars to park um dang i was like yeah you know what i'm uh not doing that and how much was yours you said 30 30 dollars wow yeah which is i mean that was for six to 24 hours is what the sign said and i it's funny i was paranoid and i took a picture of the sign with all the rates on it and i took a picture where my car was parked that there was no you can't park your sign in front of it but there was one left and right of me but not in that space i was real paranoid because i was like i do not want to have my car towed um but mm. anyway so yeah it was a it was a fun time though i'm glad i was up there to watch one of the games up there and i watched the you know game 6 on a at a brewery in, in Lawrenceville here um which shall remain nameless because they didn't pay um <laughs> But uh, a very good brewery, but a uh, fun, fun, bill, you know, and there was about 40 or 50 of us in there. So it wasn't a huge crowd, but uh, some people from my church got to see me go absolutely nuts when we won. Um, got to see me jump up and do a split in the air and jump in the arms of one of the other guys. It was, well, it I was saw a little fun. video of that. It was fun. I mean, but that's, you know, that's if people don't understand, you know, uh, baseball to those of us who, especially those of us who are a little older, um, it was the sport that was on, you know, and, and whether it reminds us of our dads, like it does to me um, and some of my other friends, or if it's, it's just the fact that it's civic pride and you can get behind your, your team from your city. Uh, it's special to us. You know, there were, it's different when a sport has 162 games in, in a season, you know, and you've got a lot more opportunities to go see them with 81 home games you know, I can't even remember my first game. I think I was probably a year and a half old, something like that. Um, mm. And, you know, with my dad going to the first game at Fulton County Stadium in 66 when, the, when they moved the team from Milwaukee to here and dad and mom being at the game where Hank Aaron broke Bather's home run record. Um, you know, yeah, I oh, sure. I forgot your dad was at that game, right? Yeah, mom and dad were there. Yeah. They got – dad got tickets for all games of that series knowing that he was going to do it one of those nights and he did it the first <laughs> night and mom thought "Ooh, we don't have to stay for the other ones and he, she's like no 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 we're going you probably to spent games. like i bet he spent like what five ten dollars for that ticket oh he might have gone up to seven you know it might have been a good seat i don't know did you um, do y'all you still have the tickets uh we still have this mom and dad still uh, well mom kept this they have the certificates from that night because they gave out certificates when people left that mm-hmm. night say they were there oh cool unfortunately the ticket studs were in my dad's wallet when dad and i were carjacked and taken to south carolina and so that was the first thing my dad actually said to me when um we got out of the ditch and we're walking and trying to figure out what to do next he said oh no the tickets and i thought what and he goes 
I had the ticket studs from the the game, the Hank Aaron record break. I said, and and all the stress that night and everything we could have been worried about. I looked at my dad and said, What? You had the tickets in your wallet? I mean, that's how big of fans we were. We were faced with death earlier in the night. But now that we're okay, we got to worry about the most important thing. So those people probably they probably tossed the wallet and didn't even think about the ticket stuff being there. Um, dad had said he always wished he'd had them framed so it wouldn't have been in his wallet. But you know, and I, yeah, and I suppose back then, you know, as someone that grew up in the eighties, I don't know what they had in the seventies. I, I would guess you had to have money to get a camera. Like I doubt they had like the disposable camera. Like your, I, I guess your parents didn't have any pictures of the event while they were there. No, because you didn't think to bring a camera into a mm-hmm. ball game, uh, you know, and without, you know, without the availability of, you know, phone technology like we have now there, you know, you just right. have to kind of, you know, remember things. Um, and I mean, you could have brought in a 16 mil or an eight mil movie camera. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, you know, know, they had the, you know, they had smaller cameras. They didn't, cause I mean, well, back in the eighties for those younger you know, you could go to any um, drugstore. <laughs> there used to be a place called Eckerd's or whatever, and you could yep. buy. You could even buy a small disposable camera, and that was sort of the camera that you would use in place of what we have for the cell phones nowadays. But you would just, you know, you'd take your disposable camera everywhere you went, and if you yeah, saw something you wanted to shoot a picture of, and disposable cameras actually weren't as available in, until you know probably late eighties, honestly, mid late eighties. Probably 80s. not. Yeah. Uh, but but, we you, also, but they even still had, you know, in the early, you could well, buy had, smaller cameras. You could buy a small camera yeah. and then pop your little film canister in there and, yeah. and use it. But yeah, mom did. I mean, they didn't think about doing that. Um, mm-hmm. It was just get to the game, watch it kind of free. You know, my dad was, you're staying to the last out, you know, no matter what. Um, so right. it was always that way. And, and, you know, I just, you know, there, there are, are things that pull at my heartstrings and that was one of them. You know, if I'm honest, I was, I was kind of an emotional wreck that night. Um, well, Jason, like, let's not bring it down. We can save that night. I think we can save that event for another day. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I'm just saying emotional wreck being that I was happy that they won, oh, but yeah, the yeah. emotion coming out was missing dad. You know, that was just, I mean, that's just honest. <clears throat> I'm sure. Um, you know, and uh, I, <laughs> My sister actually called me uh, that night. I was still at the brewery and, and watching the ceremony. Um, and Laurie called me and Joshua got on the phone and was cheering for it. And, um, you know, and I just said, to, I just said to Joshua, I said, your granddaddy would be beside himself right now if you could meet him. Um, but it just, you know, those kind of things. I mean, and knowing, you know, me and the guys I grew up with that, you know, gene from knowing him for you know 20 years that was our that was our stuff you know um i know it's been that long gene right (laughs) um it's and and with with our you know my good friend that i grew up with and your other you know your friend of yours too sam wallace working for the braves um who by the way he gets a ring um being the historian and mm-hmm. all that and his you know the braves flew him and his dad out there uh for the games in houston those first games in houston um he didn't get to go to the one you know the the winning game but um mainly because he could have gone but it was just too much travel back and forth um 
you know, in the picture we all saw that that they posted uh, and that Sam texted me before anybody posted it. He texted Keith and I and Matt, the picture of him holding the trophy, you know, um, it just, it, the emotion got me that time. You know, I was, I was walking around the battery cause I went, did to you the, cry like, Jason? Oh dude, I, I bawled like a little child. Did somebody uh, come know. up to you and try to comfort you? Are you no, okay, I mean, sir? Amanda, Amanda was with me. So, um, but I just, you know, I explained to her that this is other level kind of emotion for me. This is dad. This is all of us growing up. This is the smell of Fulton County stadium. This is all of it. You know, like, you all remember those smells, you know, the, the crushed peanuts into the concrete, you know, those games we all sat at where we're up in the, the cheap seats. And then by the end of the game, you're down, you know, lower level, the picnic level back in the day, if you wanted uh-huh. to, you know, and you know, the, you're there for the beach boys concert afterwards, you know, yeah. or something. And, you know, you're watching guys like Phil Negro pitch and Bob, My, Hunter, um... Dale Murphy, Claudel Washington, all these guys, you know, Bruce I'm... Benedict, I was gonna say my my memories of Fulton County Stadium were <clears throat> pretty shallow. I don't I don't know even know if I went to more than maybe four games, five games between 1987, wow, and 95. Just because I didn't really have many people to take me or anything like that. And I, but I did go. But um, my mo- my main memory of it is just being sort of a uh, cathedral like kind of feeling because it was just round and everything was just sort of so cookie cutter, but it it, it felt big. Like you felt like you were in a big, you know, giant place, especially when it was crowded in there. Because it held what? 56, I think. Something like that. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it was a bigger, bigger baseball stadium. It was obviously it was twins with um, the um, three river stadium and then whatever it was in St. Louis, they were all like, Oh yeah. Many of them. Cincinnati had one for a while. Yeah um they're all built right in the cities um yeah but yeah you had you know and then you had your your little rituals man your little you know your little superstitions you did like mom and dad never sat in the same room to watch the games during the playoffs that mom was always upstairs (laughs) they really and she would never she would never turn on the tv until dad yelled that was the tradition so Oddly what did he enough, do something? Did he did he like let out a big yelp or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> you'd either sit well, you know my dad, he was vocal about it, but then you you know, you'd hear him say, you know, I'll take him out, Bobby. That was one of the, <laughs> the things we heard a lot in the playoffs because yeah, that's funny. Bobby Cox, we know as much as we, you know, we like him during the regular season, could not manage him in the postseason. Um, you know, Charlie Lebrant leaving him in against Kirby Puckett. But anyway, um, so it, it just baseball was always there. You know, baseball was always, you know, I never actually played baseball, which is weird. Um, as big a fan as my dad was, but they saw how much, how over overdoing it my my aunt and uncle did for my cousin Tony when he played. So you never did, did little league. Nope, my dad did not really? want. My dad oh. didn't want to be that parent that forced me into doing something. So they kind of let me do if I like something, then if I wanted to do it, they would do it, and I just never had the desire to play as much as I love the game, I just never had the desire to play, even though I was asked to do it in high school, but I was like, no, I never knew that about you. Wow. Yeah. I never, I mean, I didn't have extensive playing either. I only did like three years of little league, but yeah, but it's a very, it's a rare thing, especially amongst our circles to hear some guy say he didn't play, you know, (laughs) 
Um, well, yeah. mine was intermittent. I was a lazy kid by nature. <laughs> so I, would, I did like T-ball and then I did like fifth grade and then I did like seventh grade. <laughs> like it'd be like, I would play for a year and be like, ah, mom, I don't want to play next year. And then two yeah. years later, I'd be like, man, I miss playing baseball. Then after that year, I'd be like, golly, I don't want to play and practice and play in games. And then I, you know, so right. it was like, I'd come back every now and then and play again. Then by the what? time I got to high school. You know, but it was just, you know, you know what I'm talking about when I say baseball was our culture back in the day, you know, it was there. It was always there. It was, yeah. whether it was baseball cards, you know, which I, I didn't collect a whole lot of Sam, holy cows could probably fill a whole garage with what he still has. <clears throat> um, yeah. You know, there were those super fans like, like, like Sam that I just would ask questions and learn so much from even when, you know, him being what year. Yeah. You're younger than me. You know, it, it felt like he just had, you know, still does have this wealth of knowledge. Um, uh, but mm-hmm. it was just always on. It was something that we could always gather around. Well, it, was something, it was something that dad and I could always share, no matter mm-hmm. what was going on in the world, no matter what was going on in life, there was baseball. See, my, my dad was not as big of a fan. He's a fair weather Braves fan. Like he watches if they make the playoffs. I'm sure he watched the Super, or Super Bowl, the um, World Series a little bit. And um, too soon on the Super Bowl comment yeah. there, Gene. Too soon. <laughs> run the ball, run the ball. Anyway. Right. Uh, but I was going to ask you, um, your dad being a, a, a baseball fan, yeah. um, did you ever ask him or did he ever tell you, I mean, they didn't come, you know, the Southeast only knew minor league teams until 1966 when the Braves right. started their first season here. Yeah. Did he tell you like, was it like in 65 was it, or, I mean, was he all giddy because they were coming to Atlanta? Was he so excited and couldn't help, help himself well, they, or, you know, they all were, were, um, him, Donna Wallace. I'm just using names because nobody knows who they are. Uh, you know, Mac Dorton, Rodney Dorton, uh, Ronald Parrott. Your dad's circle of friends. Right. All the Mill Village kids from back in the day, Scottdale Cotton Mill Village kids. Because um, they played baseball, you know, your Sandlot type situation. So it was um, popular in that culture in Atlanta back then. Right. It was popular. Yeah. It was it's one of those things where you just don't you know, for the longest time, it was like you said, they're watching, you know, the Yankees play or they're watching the Dodgers. You know, oh yeah. Watching... They were watching the Saturday game of the week type thing. Right. They exactly. had the crackers, I guess, to go see play the minor league team. Of those right. Which well, dad talks about going to Piedmont, uh, to, to that park hmm. there, uh, to watch across from Sears. Um, hmm. but you know, uh, for them to get a team of their own, which, you know, Atlanta was big enough even before that to have a team. They just never did. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. and, you know, as far as, you know, to have somebody to root for, to have somebody to, to, to pull for, you know, that's geographically yours is, is a totally different game, a totally different thing. And, mm. you know, to have them come down there and to have, you know, Hank Aaron playing from the get go, um, which is why it meant so much other than just the record itself. It was the fact that, he was one of our players from the beginning and it wasn't something right. I don't know. Um, you know, we can talk about numerology all day, which, you know, whatever some, we know it's coincidence, but you know, that they won 44 games before the all-star break, 44 games after, you know, and they'd, won Oh yeah. That, well, that's very um, serendipitous like, maybe. Yeah. I, I think so. I think it's just yeah. kind of an homage. I think, you know, I think the good Lord allows things like that. Uh, well, it's, it's right up there. With like, weren't there a lot of like numerical coincidences surrounding some famous um, historical events, like Lincoln's death, for instance? Yeah, like I mean, that. there's always you could. The thing about the the numerical stuff is you can kind of make it 
fit in some situations with whatever you want. Uh-huh. So that's what makes it a little weird. But this one was kind of cool because it was literally the 44. After the 44. 44. I mean, he could have been 43. For... I mean, it was, we won 88 games in a regular season and we won the freaking world series. Who yeah. does that? Uh, that's what makes this one so much sweeter to me than 95. 95, we were expected to show up. We were expected yeah. to be there. We And then we got kind of complacent over 14 years. Like, we're all, we're going to be in the playoffs. It just, you know, how far are we going to get? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. I, I heard a lady interviewed, you know, um, woman on the street, if you will, um, on one of the local um, news stations. And she said, she said uh, something to the effect of, yeah, this is so great. It's about time. And I just started like rolling my eyes thinking, do you even understand how sports and baseball work? <laughs> you know, it's not like you just send an order up to the, uh, you know, commissioner's office. Yeah. Yes. We would like to win in three years. Could you put us on the waiting order? And, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll so get, we'll things. get our uh, world series win in three years from now. <laughs> I mean, so many things have to happen. I mean, if Anthopolis hadn't done the the yeah. trade deadline, you know, Moneyball type stuff that he did, we wouldn't be talking about this. Oh, you know? I'm sure he's we, impressed with his own magic there. I mean, gosh, that man needs a medal. Um, I just think, uh, you know, there's there's certain things that come into play like that. You know, we lost Acuna. If we hadn't, if Acuna hadn't have gotten injured, I don't think we would have gone to the World Series. I that's think a, we would have say um I, I think we would have we would have had a better year win-wise, maybe, but right. he's one guy. And the the panic that ensued caused this beefing up of our team. Now, whether or not we're gonna be able to keep any of them, you know, who knows? But I don't want to, you know, hopefully it won't be a Marlin situation where they, you know, win the World Series and then you know clean house. I don't see us doing that, but no, um, no. you know, I would like a single owner again as opposed to a corporation, but um all that said you know to me that's what makes this sweeter is you know we could have we could have very easily just said ah oh, crap season's over right you know Acuna's injured oh whatever you know people forget he's coming back next year so like okay we're gonna have Acuna back um right and you well, add that you add that to either, you, know. you know two or three of the other guys that we got and it's still a competitive team, no matter what other people say. Well, they just they just bought a win. They just I'm like, guys, we're not the Yankees. You know, like you're, we're not the Yankees or the Dodgers, which obviously it didn't work for the Dodgers. I'm just gonna say you're turning but, this into my part two of the Atlanta Braves uh, World Series win. I don't know if you saw the last podcast. Jared and I did one on the Braves. Oh yeah, well, you know, <laughs> hey, I don't care. We won I'm the World Series. A, we'll do it. Hey, let's do five in hey, a row. You know what? I'm more of an emotional tie to the team. I don't let's do five I mean, in a row. I have knowledge but I don't have the depth of sports, like statistical knowledge. No. Yeah. No, uh, you know, me neither. And, in a lot of ways, but Jared, Jared brought a lot of good. Um, oh yeah. You know, uh, what do you call it? Um, I guess um, statistical and um, but, I guess factual things to it. You know, I, I posted, I put a long post on Facebook about this win and about, you know, a lot about dad, you know, it was like, you know, people accuse people of being fair weather fans. I actually had that comment said to me, I thought, oh, you do not know what you've kicked over a hornet's nest by saying. Well, you that are, me. aren't you? <laughs> I'm a I'm a every weather fan, um, uh, and I, you know, and I the post was like, you know, we we lasted through the '80s. You know, I remember the '80s. Um, we didn't have to last through the '60s and '70s. What is this a VH1 <laughs> show? Yeah, it is. Um, no, well, hey, I can say this. I can test to you because I've known you for twenty plus years that Jason is not a huge football fan admittedly he likes I, he likes the I, georgia bulldogs 
I grew up here. That's why I'm not an NFL fan. Anyway, he's a big fan of the Georgia Bulldogs. You know, he's not he's not die hard. He's not out there every Saturday. You know, tailgating. No. You're not a big you know Falcon. You're not a huge huge Falcon fan. You're not a huge Hawks fan. <clears throat> but who, who, I don't know anybody that's. Like, and Jason anyway. doesn't watch every single Braves game die hard. But you don't have to do that to be a big fan. No, no, no. You, you know? don't have to. But that's Jason's a Bra- Jason's a Braves fan. He'll always be a Braves fan. I know that enough about you. There we go. Now I've got that certified. Um, but you know what I mean? I posted about it, but I, I, I waxed a little bit rhapsodic on it. And I was like, you know, this is why. This is why, because baseball is there and baseball is your life. Baseball is, you know, it's 81 home games, 81 away games. I mean, it's it's that stadium. It's knowing that I could go to a bunch of games in a, in a season and not think about, oh, crap, am I going to be able to get tickets? You know? It's one of those things where it's not it, – there's true. not that pressure like there is in NFL where, you know, you've only got those few games and the tickets are astronomical. Yeah, the concessions may be cheap, but it doesn't matter because, you know, tickets are some – and so back in the day, when you were just, up there, did you – were you able to get food anywhere or do you eat? Oh, that, that day uh, when you were over there at the battery? I could have because um, where we were at on the inside of the barriers was all like the – the PBR bar and yeah, all these, you know, um, whatever that punch bowl social where they've got all the games. Um, but they also had a couple, um, they had a couple beer stands out there, which was smart. They, they put like made an outer stand and some of them were selling like cheeseburgers and hot dogs. And so, so it's like, you just, they would make them in the restaurant and then put them out in the, like a, a little warming oven out there. And that was a better deal because those places didn't have the lines. So that's you what you go- had. Yeah, I, I was going to stay in the line for Antico's, but Antico's on a regular day has got a horrible line. You can imagine right. the line there with 150,000 people outside, um, you know, everybody all wanting it. I'm surprised Antico's didn't run out of dough. Um, but <laughs> you could have, I could have stood in line for Holman and Finch because they've got the outside. Oh, I really want to try one of their burgers. Um, I've, been, I've heard they're yeah, good. Great burgers. They are good. Um, yeah, they're just a good smash burger type, you know, old try steak one burgers. Day. Um, they're not boutique burgers. They're just a good burger. Um, and then, uh, you know, the brewery was there at Terrapin, but all those places were slammed. Like, oh, yeah. Spent. Fox brothers. Yeah. Well, you can't get into, Fo- you couldn't get the Fox brothers cause it's inside stadium. Um, there's no outside, uh, Fox brothers. Really? Oh. Yeah. Not there. I um, thought they had an outdoor or outside. I thought you could, I thought they had an outdoor or whatever you want. No, to say. Holman and yeah. Finch is the one with the outside. Huh. And then you can they were really policing that brewery because you know, the brewery, you can get into the stadium. So they were like seriously like guarded on the inside. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my, our, you know, my friend, Sam texted me, goes, where are you at? I was like, Oh, please, Sam, tell me you're going to get me in a gate and get me in the game. I'm like, I would be forever your friend. If I could just sit in the stadium during a, that might've been a tall order. I imagine. Well, yeah. Even as high up as he was, he couldn't, he, his son was with him. um, Eli. Um, but he couldn't, uh, and he said he was, his son was like scared to death walking through because where they had to park to walk in, they had to walk through a lot of the crowd and said his son was scared to death because he was like, and that's more what he was asking me. He said, I was just wondering because man, it was kind of terrifying walking through the, all those people. I said, yeah, I'm on the inside. I got here early. Well, um, um, game one, was that the, the chaotic crowd that was there on game one or was it all three days they were there? Uh, game five 
the one I went to was the chaotic crowd. Yeah, they had like a hundred thousand people trying to mesh into that place. One hundred fifty thousand, yeah, one hundred fifty thousand. Wow. Um, Crazy. and you've been to the battery. You've seen, yeah, you can fit people, but it's, it's, it's a tight area. It must have been shoulder know? to shoulder. It wasn't too bad. I mean, I you you people kind of staked out their spots and people helped police their spots and nobody was coming and standing in front of me. I was on a low wall so I could stand up and see the main screen over that they always have out there showing the games. Hmm. Um, you to get on that grassy lawn, you would have had to get there at like 7 a.m. Um, I so I could see that screen and they were showing it on that strange like wraparound screen around that big electronic baseball that's out there. So we had that going. We had the main screen going, um, and you could hear obviously. So, the stadium. so it, it, it was viewable and pretty nice out there watching it that way. Yeah, and they had screens okay. set up down the streets for people too. So, and of course, everywhere that had a screen had the game on. So um, <laughs> you couldn't turn anywhere and not see it. So it was, it was definitely doable to have a crowd that size. I just think, um, it it's hard to close down a public plaza, which is yeah. what that is. Yeah. And when they started doing that, that's when people started to get a little agitated, which I get. But I'm like, no, you got to be a diehard fan to get there like I did. And even when I got there, it was like pretty dang crowded. Uh, but I could still like walk around outside. I went to um, whatever that place is. Um, oh, gosh, what's the name of it? I can't remember the, the record store. Uh, Waterloo, Waterloo Sunset. Of course, I went to the record store <laughs> and I was flipping through and I almost bought a bunch of records. And I thought, no, I'm going to have to carry these around all day i'm not doing it Jason's but i was actually 2 a.m with a couple records under his arm but i could have walked back to my car put them in there and then walked back it was it was it was crowded when i got there but it wasn't like slammed until later okay like, i'm sorry i missed your timeline it was, was um amanda with you no that was not that, not that was she was with me for the parade that's where i went to watch the parade gotcha. I, I did see there. um i saw sam and by the way, people listening, Sam is, uh, he's a, is he like a curator for the Braves of some kind? Historian. Yeah. Historian. Okay. Um, and he's a friend of Jason, longtime friend of Jason's. If you recorded the parade, you can see him on television because he was um, carrying around the, um, got to carry around the trophy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I notice, saw that on television. Notice he, had, Sam. notice he had the white gloves on. Yeah. They didn't make having, any of the players wear that, but and he, uh, he knows he was telling me it was so, <laughs> he said, dude, it was so dirty. Every time I went to clean it, it was like, Oh, this is a silly job to do. Okay. Well, um, did he say if it was a heavy item? Yeah, okay. it's heavy. Uh, he said the base was pretty heavy. Um, you know, the trophy looks a little different because you look at the 95 one and it was a lot more busy. Mm. Um, there's like a ring, big ring on the inside of the flags. I mean, this was a really classy, just wrote, and they also in 95, they had it on a stand that they were passing around. This is was, okay. This, now, I was, I'm sorry, I was gonna say, is it like, um, is this, is it a big deal or is it sort of like a fool's gold kind of? It's just a big heavy object that looks cool. I don't know. I don't know if it's, mm. um, if it's just, you know, made out of steel or if it's, if it's actually intrinsic value. I doubt that it's actually like precious metal um just because i don't see them making a trophy out of that you know the stanley cup's not right stanley cup's what steel or something i don't know um, it could be silver i don't know i don't think it's silver there's no way you couldn't pick it up yeah that'd um, be crazy if it was like if, especially if it was gold like say that if this trophy was gold you that would be insanely heavy well um, i was just thinking maybe they could plate it with some, a little bit of gold or something in they might do that mm. they might electroplate it with it but that might be a case um mm. but uh yeah getting that picture of him I just, yeah, that was just, that's the culmination. Cause he, you know, he started after 
college after we all got out of college. So it was 2000, 2001 yeah. when he started, way. when he started at the Braves clubhouse, like warehouse, um, just working over there and mm-hmm. just kind of worked his way up and, you know, became, he was one of the curators of the museum at Turner field when they had a museum. Um, he made the displays, the big hit board, you know, display, yeah. all that stuff, all those, 14 locker room setups for each year you know that was all of his ah, man doing. you know i will say i do wish i know I, I like the way they have the new stadium set up but i do wish that they had another museum there yeah i kind of do too and i didn't know they weren't doing it because i asked sam i said well where's the interest in museum he's like oh there is no museum the whole stadium is i was like oh yeah. <laughs> that's the uh, i have two complaints about that stadium that and you know based on uh, when we we went to see billy joel there oh um, yeah the stadium well, first a- opened yeah, that and, was the first event. That was and like, the concession Whoa. stands, I've hoped that they've improved it, but the concession yeah, stands were they, just a nightmare to get to and to get through. Yeah, when but, we went to that concert, Gene, that was literally like the first event they had there, and it was mm-hmm. – you could tell they hadn't planned it well. Um, but now now the concessions are better. I mean, those street tacos are still pretty good for like a little taco stand. Hmm. I'm like they're actually cooking in pots. and I was like, what in the world? Um, so, yeah, they've done a lot more of um, – it was pretty nightmarish that night. Well, just yeah. food. <laughs> well, and we kind of we were late ish. We but. were late, and that was kind of the part of the problem. But it was but still like really the crowd super flow. Oh, the yeah. crowd flow was the problem. And we were in like the highest seat you could have. I was not uh, impressed with how it was designed. Of course, who am I to say? I'm not I'm not a stadium designer, but you know. Right. But well, you go now and it's a lot better. Oh, um <laughs> you know, we also when you have a concert crowd, a concert crowd's a little different than a, a ball game, you know, because yeah. um, you got idiots that leave before the game's over, so that clears. Well, not to mention everybody's trying to jam stuff in before the concert starts, whereas a baseball game, you're trickling out, trickling in, trickling out. You know, right, you're, you're getting, getting up and out. You're not. Yeah, it's not everybody hits everything at once. Have you been to um, Mercedes Benz yet? I still haven't been. It's weird. No, I haven't I been either. I just, you know, I don't. First off, I don't get to downtown much because I don't have any reason. Um, but I want to see the stadium. I, I do. I just, you know, I'm not going to pay for a Falcons game. Yeah. You know, if they keep it up the way it is, you might have to only pay about $10 for a ticket. That's true. They might be giving away <laughs> like they give, like they give away Hawks tickets. Um, yeah, yeah. They're on right now. Actually. I mean, it, I'd like to see an Atlanta United game because I've never been to a professional yeah, soccer game. I would like to go see it. Um, I hear it's a, a party um, and that's great um, for them. Uh, but you know, I, as far as stadiums go, I just love the setup, though. The setup they have now that they finished all those buildings there in the outskirts of Truist Park, which I still don't – I know it's the bank's name that sponsors it, but that's a horrible name. Um, you know, we got used to saying SunTrust Park, and then, you know, SunTrust became Truist, so they're still cutting the checks. Um, but when they got all, like, the Comcast building and all that other stuff in the back, and you've got that glass and – all the lights in the stadium. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's, it's what we've needed. Yes. It's a smaller capacity, but it's a better capacity. Um, and it's not gimmicky like, you know, Houston stadium where they're trying to be Fenway park and they're yeah. not, and they've got the silly train, you know, it's not that it's got, it's just, it's classy. It's, it's nice. It's compact. Um, well, the battery is really, I mean, for those that haven't been yet, it's worth going even in the off season just to yeah. check out the battery. Cause they'll have, they have stuff going on all year long. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of, there. yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a trend just the way that it's turned out. It'll probably be a trend just like Camden yards back in the nineties became a trend for teams to go back to 
building stadiums that were a little bit more like the old fashioned kind of stadiums with a, with a modern, you know, twist. Yep. I'm sure a lot of stadiums will be taking this idea that the Braves are having and they're going to create, are we going to, we're going to build a stadium, but we're also going to build this live work play community thing around it. Right. And it, it works and it's, it's nice when you can do it and revive an area, but realistically we couldn't have done that. There's no yeah. way. What in the world? Oh, Hey, look, I think we've got a guest coming on there, Jason. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. How about that? Wait, wait, I see somebody connecting there. We'll just have to see what happens. So, anyways, you were saying about uh, – we'll, we'll see if our mystery guest can uh, connect here. He looks like he's trying to. This, this oh will be goodness. our first time having three people on the old podcast Rooney. I just made that term up. Have not trademarked it yet. It's the Italian way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you had fun. And, oh, yeah, uh, it was a blast. I mean, I just, yeah, I, I ate that up and, you know, saw three or four different people I knew up there at the parade. That was fun. Matt Parrott, I got to see, I got to see, oh, he was, hey, I got to see Paige and, and Aaron. Um, you know, um, it, it just, it was just kind of a cool celebration. Like it felt like a, it felt like a family event, honestly. Yeah. Uh, with all these people I didn't know, but it was the most positive thing, especially the parade with as many people that were packed in there for the parade. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's go to that. You went to the parade. How was that? I mean, it was packed, but it was the most positive packed group of people I've ever seen. People like letting kids, we're all making sure the kids can get up front. I mean, it just was it was amazing. Nobody nobody was being jerks about anything. Now, I don't think the plants survived, the bushes, but that's cuz everybody was we were all standing <laughs> on them. Um, but it was very um uh, jubilant is, is a good word. It was, and it was, you could get close. I've got videos, you know, of all the, you know, players on there and I was yeah able to get close enough to say, Hey, John, to John Sherholz. And he's like, Hey man, you know, when he, <laughs> Hey John, in, Hey man, <laughs> you know, and it just, it was a cool, it was just a cool, we needed that positivity, you know, we needed so, something that way. So before we continue that, we do have a special guest that's trying to get on. I think Jared, are you there? I don't know. Am I there, Dean? Oh, we can yeah. hear you. We can't see you. We can you. hear you, man. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Zoom would like access. Oh, man. To hey, hey there right. he is. Sorry, hey, man. we're How's recording. Proud dad of many kids. <laughs> yeah. Jason. They're all, wow. they're all here I, somewhere. I haven't seen Jared in forever. Hey. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I wanted to jump on. We yeah, have man. got 20, a three-person podcast going now. We got our sports uh -oh. guy that helps me out here, Jared, on. Oh, yeah. And we are recording, Jared, so watch your mouth. All right. Man. Okay. <laughs> it's always good to know. <laughs> Jason, you know, was I, just got done, I just got done reading Goodnight Moon about eight times. So oh, man. Okay. We'll see where, where my vocabulary is. Oh, my kids is. like that one, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, I see. You need. To, I need to give you some training lessons because our kids, we put them to bed at like 730, and then we were good to go. So. Yeah, we used to have that. We used to be able to do that. Uh, <laughs> He's he's gotten pretty good at uh stalling. Well, this Jared, he's an expert. Jared, this has become uh part two of the Braves um yeah. podcast with me oh, and Jason. Good. We've been talking about the Braves almost the whole the whole yeah, time. It's, it's just part of life, right? <laughs> and Jason went oh, to the what else um, is there to talk about? I agree. <laughs> Jason went to the um battery on one of the nights, two of the nights. Well, I went to, I, no, I went for game five uh game to five. watch outside. So I got there at noon for the game at eight um sat stood outside and then um me and my uh girlfriend by the way uh oh. 
went oh. to uh yeah other news um went to the parade there at the battery so yeah oh i was there too so i was uh we were we were near the beginning of the route uh ah. down near uh cumberland mall uh, i was down yeah. i was up across from the mizuno store in the battery okay, yeah gotcha. um but yeah we were just talking about you know I was just waxing, you know, rhapsodic, as I say, about history and uh, just about, you know, as big a fan as my dad was and growing up. You were waning a little too. Yeah, I was waxing and waning. Yes. Uh, uh, being, a fan, being a fan for, you know, in a couple of weeks, it'll be 46 years. Um, you just, just how this one always, this means more than any of them. You know, this means more to me than, you know, the, if the other, team that you know plays in mercedes-benz stadium now had, had done their job and won <laughs> the big game that they were in um it wouldn't mean to, nearly as much to me as this does you know it's just uh, baseball it's always been baseball and even though i i gave gene a revelation told him you know i actually never played uh as big as fans my dad was me it just i i never wanted to actually play uh, as much um but it's just it it's still part of life. It just was always on. It was always what was on in our house and what my dad was yelling at TV about. Um, you had an emotional family tie to it. Yeah. Dad and mom were at the game and Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's home run record. And dad went to the first game at Fulton County stadium in 66 when they moved the team from Milwaukee. So, so do you count I, this one on par with the 95 or is this one more special to you than the 95 win? That to me or Jared, you J Jason. This one's more special to me. Okay. I know 95 was special. Um, I wasn't at home. I was, you know, silly and was at, you know, college. Uh, <laughs> you were at and, university. Uh, I was at university. Yes. Um, and I had to listen to it on the radio at a light in Ozark, Alabama on 231. So we were driving south um, huh. and had to get out and dance with everybody else at the light in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, that got out of their cars and were dancing and screaming about it. Um, uh, but I wasn't home to watch it with dad and that, that I never forgave myself for, um, having to call my dad from Dothan on a payphone. In fact, you know, that dates me there. Uh, and, uh, so what? Yeah. So pay for you. You put these little shiny coins in there and it, it allows you to call people. Um, and you know, hear my dad say words I've never heard my dad say before. I had never heard my dad say before. And that was, we're going to Buckhead. <laughs> <And> <laughs> He wanted to go down there and honk the horn and hoot and holler. And my uh, my parents rent a son. Kevin Lewis was at, at one of my friends was at the house watching it son. with them. And and so they, uh, my sister, my mom and dad and and Kevin went down there and all honked the horn. And wow, I, I just think this one being, and you know what I'm talking about, Jerry, with the season that we had, this one is more special, you know. Yeah, well, it was more special to me because I was eight years old the first time, so right. I didn't really know what was going on. And then We're dating ourselves, also, Jason. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. Uh, uh, but my dad actually asked me that same question, uh, and I said, well, you know, even I was eight, so I didn't really care that much. But I also thought, like, you know, the Braves are in the playoffs every year, so they'll obviously win another one of these in oh, yeah. less in less than 26 years we all thought but that, uh yeah. but they didn't and so it, it definitely you know you go that long without something 
uh and it it definitely means a lot and it, it was and it meant a lot to me as uh my younger brother one of my younger brothers is i mean just as big of a sports nut as i am and he literally had never really seen any of the teams that we root for win a championship he was yeah. he was two when the braves won the world series and he was four when michigan won a national championship in football mm. so he doesn't didn't really you know he's he's always been talking about how he's cursed and all this stuff so <laughs> uh and he was there he was at the battery for game six uh oh that's so good. that was cool and he was in like some of the pictures that the braves posted on social media you can see him in because he's because he's a giant you guys have met my brother oh yeah They're yeah that giant. so uh but anyway so that was cool i felt i was probably even ha- i was happier for him even than myself because i like to think i have a little more perspective now than maybe i did 12 years ago and I, you know, I kind of get yeah. how as cool as it is, you know, it's not really, it's not really that important compared to, you know, so much, so much uh, in life, but, but, uh, but it's still pretty, it's still pretty, I mean, it's a lot of fun, obviously. And it, yeah. it, it was cool to see some of the young, you know, see the younger generation enjoy it because they, none of them <laughs> know anything about it. Jared, are yeah, you? Exactly. By the way, are you in your um? Are you in a swivel chair or your kids' um, uh, baby swing? Because you are going back and forth. Okay. Oh my bad. <laughs> I was watching you getting a little dizzy. I can't there. I really I see. To... I mean, I can see myself, but ah. I can. Uh, I can only see one of you at a time. Whoever's talking. Gotcha. So I, oh, I thought okay. I was on. A, I thought I was phone. on when the ride yeah. at a fair. Okay. Because it's no. on the phone, you can only see us when we're talking. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. I. I. I just think, you know, I remember suffering through the '80s. Um as a Braves fan, um, you know, we had some great players back then. We just never could put it together. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, it was almost, even when we won in 95, it was kind of expected that we were going to be there. I mean, the Indians were the better team in that year, but all throughout the season. Um, but to me, you know, the worst of first year in 91, awesome. Went to that parade with my mom. She checked me out of high school and we went to that parade and I was terrified because it was like pressing people pressing up against each other. You know, it was, that was crazy. Um, uh, but I just, it, it just this year, just, I just think we needed it. I mean, we all, you always want positive things to happen, but I just think a positive yeah. distraction, like you were saying, Jared, like it doesn't matter, but it's, it's okay that it doesn't really matter that we can get excited about it. You know, it's a, uh, um, it's just something that, like I said, that parade was probably the most positive crowd I've ever been in in my life. Um, we were like making sure the kids could go go up front and see, you know, everybody. Um, it was it was really neat. Um, and then to, to watch my friend Sam come by holding the trophy, <laughs> you know, like what <laughs> this is weird. Um, and he was in charge of the trophy that day. Uh, and sent us a picture before the parade started of him holding it with the white gloves on. Um, you know, that just puts a weird personal thing on it too. Um, he worked his way up from working the, uh, uh, Braves clubhouse warehouse, um, for the store. And he just worked his way up through the organization to be the historian, uh, now. Um, and he, you know, he came up with all those designs at the old, uh, Turner field thing with all the, um, locker rooms and I, I think we went through there one time um may have been with you jared i went through it with somebody 
um uh, introduce i never them. went to the old one okay maybe I've, not. I've now that now the whole now they have it all out in the concourse but, right which is what uh, he did, helped design as well um but yeah he did the big hit leaderboard hit thing back at the old stadium where he had the old school scoreboard and it was tr- keeping track of everybody's hits <laughs> he would change the numbers out they were like screwed in every day um, yeah. so so sam just had this you know it was it was just kind of cool to get that picture that kind of brought it home and <laughs> almost made it feel like a family event um oh yeah it's from, the braves family it's braves country yeah, it man. is and it's like you know and i just you know i i we finally had something to to cheer about and this and not say oh we almost did it well yeah. at the at the end of the day though i like that this braves team was somewhat kind of like an oakland a's type team and it's sort yeah. of like it's sort of a you know it's not the uh not to use the the dodgers as an example but you know you think of dodgers yankees and like you know they got the big budgets and the big trades and i can remember being a baseball fan when i was 18 25 years old and you're like oh man the dodgers you know they signed kirk gibson or they signed you know this guy or whatever they're they're just going to tear it apart this year again and it was it's always just been kind of you know it, it makes it that much more sweeter when your team is the underdog and they end up you know taking an 88 win team and you know winning the, the world series <laughs> uh just you know hearing about it you know middle of the summer and i was just like oh boy i guess it's not gonna happen for us this year mm-hmm. uh you know and you just kind of watch and go okay maybe we'll maybe we make we might win the division kind of probably because of the way the division is but yeah I wasn't expecting, I mean, I was thinking that was an achievement, you know, for the most part, but you just see how they just went on a tear. I'm just like, and Anthopolis seriously should get a medal. I mean, that guy, well, that guy just totally just. Jason, you need to listen to the, uh, the Jared and Gene podcast where we went through the Braves <laughs> last time. And we, oh, I know. We and a I, lot of that territory. It was, uh, you know, I, and I'm, interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm late to the party here talking that, about that, but. I, you know, I was, I was busy last week at the race. Yeah. Speaking um, of the race, by the way, let's um, yeah, yeah, uh, go, transition Jared. there. How something was the Jared, old, something Jared could comment about the petit yeah. Lamont, can, How'd that go? I was, I was watching all of it, obviously. I didn't even realize hours. it was on TV. Yeah. NBC sports network. Um, so you can call that TV if you want, but it was NBC sports network. Um, but uh, it was fun. You know, I, I went out there a day earlier than normal. I took off Tuesday through Friday, uh, but they pushed it back to November when it, you know, normally it's in October. So it was a little bit cooler, which yeah. I actually, I actually liked it. I actually liked the fact that all the leaves were changing. It kind of gave made for good pictures and stuff. So you weren't freezing uh, your Takuka. Oh no, I was freezing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not well, I was, we've been glamping Jared for the past couple of years. Uh, we hmm. had a friend of a friend who has a, a pull behind a RV trailer. And so I've been sleeping on level ground and climate control, which is different. <laughs> normally clinging to you know trying not to slide down in my sleeping bag on the hill uh but um but it you know i'm just being honest we're getting older so it is nice <laughs> um to wake up and not feel like i'm 40 something uh yeah but they you know it was a fun time it was a it was a good um yeah i got to see a lot of you know i got to see a few famous people elio castroneves um was mcdreamy there no no his team's not his team races the the world series the world listen to me world series uh world endurance challenge uh which they're actually getting together and with the new hyper car class whatever that's going to come out to be uh they're going to actually be integrated back into the wec so the petite lamar will have the big international teams again um 
but it was fun. It was a, it was a good time. Uh, who else? I see a silent McNish, uh, walking around being a fanboy himself. Uh, he's a former Audi driver for those that, that don't know. He's won Le Mans four times. I think, um, the one, the 24 hours of Le Mans in France four times. Um, but he was, uh, he was walking around taking pictures and I just said, Hey, Alan's good to see you. He's like, He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I'm I'm just taking pictures myself. And he's had me take a picture of him taking pictures. He thought that was funny. So speaking of your experience, Jared, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something here. I'm gonna share my screen. You may or may not be able to see this, but you might be able to hear the audio. Um, and I'm going to share my screen because I've got a little video that I took with Jason when I called in on him. And uh, we're gonna see if this works. Oh man. <laughs> and basically, uh I was able to get Jason for about five minutes, not even five minutes, maybe like just a few seconds or something. It was there was just no there was no good way to do it. We were like in the at the hairpin turn, yeah, like watching. And Gene calls, I'm like, oh crap. Let's see <laughs> if said, we well, can. Uh, it's oh, pretty funny. See. I'm going to try to get this into where you guys can get the audio. Um, and while okay, he's we are doing sharing that, sound so. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. While he's doing that, I, I just want to say to anybody who wants a good experience at a racetrack, a good intro experience to be where you can actually see everything. That's that's one of the the series to go to that WeatherTech series at any track they're racing, but especially for the Petit Le Mans because you can walk down the pits. You have to get out of the way of race cars because they're coming through. I mean, it's it's the most immersive um, racing fan experience around. Can you see my uh, screen, Jason? Oh, I can see your screen. Okay, let's see if we can get this. There we go. Okay, Jason. Oh, oh. Hey, there we are. Coming live from Road Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, what are you Gosh, doing? I'm such a dork. I'm a dork. Oh, just sit down. <laughs> Jason, you're <laughs> here in the hairpin at Road Atlanta. For Petit Le Mans. It's not going to be beautiful later, but. <laughs> you couldn't hear nothing. We're nope. enjoying it now. We got our guys back here. Uh, we're down here in Gran Turismo East campground area. Just, uh, you know, loving life. <laughs> He's, it. He's loving life, people. Been here since Tuesday. Totally like a fraternity, brother. Yeah, we didn't plan this too well, did we? We could have uh, no, got, we you, we no, got we you some not. earbuds. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Uh, I can uh, get earbuds and we can do this later if you want. Yeah. Um, uh, from the campground that'd be a little bit easier oh yeah that might be cool yeah yeah but let right. me do that let me let me call you back later how about that <laughs> yeah hey maybe we'll do that i'll see you <laughs> hey, man, <bye>. okay <laughs> that was jason at the road atlanta petite le mans and oh, yeah, we might get back with him later to stop recording <laughs> you're still yeah. you're still going you didn't post that on the podcast feed that conversation. Uh, it is now <laughs> uh, it is now <laughs> uh I, I think so, I came back to you earlier or after that, and you were actually talking to Scott, which I thought that was that video, but I guess not. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just fun. I mean, it's the whole community out there. If I'm, I'm, you know, again, they didn't pay for this plug, but I'll plug it for, you know, for experiences like, you know, I've had a bunch of people like Gene made it out, you know, one year, uh, <laughs> about, you know, 20 years ago, but, uh, and you <laughs> mentioned that every year, which is amazing. Yes, I do. I know <laughs> it's the, it's the, one of the, Hey, Scott mentions it before I do. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's so immersive. It's like, you can go out there, you're, there's elevation change. So you're seeing all kinds of, of turns and stuff. It's not just turning left. Um, it's all kinds of, of styles of racing. You got four classes racing at the same time. So you've got different cars. I mean, it's just a great, and the community around there is awesome. We had, I was telling Gene earlier, we, my other guys 
all went in on a class A RV. You know, they spent a lot more money and they had, you know, two smokers going. Guy was smoking briskets, doing a, you know, pizza oven, like a, a mobile pizza oven. Um, hmm. It was just, you know, it's, if somebody has never been to a racetrack before, I always say, hey, make it to the Petit Le Mans, even if it's just for the day of the race, you'll, you'll get a whole new appreciation for it. I do um, remember liking the food there. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, and they've even changed, you know, the fan experience around at the uh, vendor village area. And there's always, you know, big manufacturer displays. So if you're, you know, a Chevy fan or a Nissan fan or a BMW fan, they've got, they bring the factory uh, setups there. So they're all um, really neat uh, vendors. You know, I, I only bought two souvenirs, which it's pretty good. Um, but um Hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's a it's a great place to experience road racing for your first time. Mm -hmm. There you go. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll I'll cover see. it more and more thoroughly in depth on our next podcast. I'll, I'll expect my check from from Road Atlanta soon for that plug. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Jared, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, man, mm. it's good to see you, Jared. Oh, I you know I I, I couldn't resist. We're, we're, I couldn't resist the. <laughs> A good, uh, good, good triune podcast. Yeah. Triune, yes, that's us. We didn't even give you much of a chance to talk. How you doing? What's up with you? Oh, I'm great. It's yeah, all this right. is this Maybe. is for all the world to see. So don't really, you know, tell. Oh, good. You know, don't, don't give out your so social security. I'm great. Uh, <laughs> everything's good. Just, uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, two babies right now. They got like seven shots today. So Ooh, now ouch. we're. In, <laughs> you know they're they're uh they're upset but oh, well they've mostly been sleeping but i think mm -hmm. they're starting to cry so we're we're getting out of a good time uh, oh, good. for me all right well That's we'll uh awesome we'll have to do this again soon have another tricast going here yeah the, uh we're just gonna have like five people we'll just be a whole like gallery of people here talking Sorry, over each other yeah. <laughs> you know they always say the uh, you know too many chefs make everything taste better so <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what i think that's how it goes mm -hmm. <laughs> and the more chiefs you have the better as well i think exactly <laughs> all right well we're going to end it here thanks uh jared and, and jason and gene for joining i just thank myself <laughs> somehow thank you Dean. <laughs> uh, all right see you later